Topic is nothing really. Uh, we're speaking the other day. Uh, I can hear me uh, echoing, honey, in the kitchen. Yeah, I think that's better. So, uh, yeah, we were having a meeting yesterday, actually, and somebody, I think it was yesterday, talked about. Uh, can you make sure that's cleared up, Kerry? And, um, you know, about bhakti, you know, devotion or, you know, getting an object of love and then losing yourself in that. And then there's Raja Yoga, you know, kingly yoga you know, which is meditating and all this. And, you know, uh, I don't have any real experience with bhakti yoga devotional, but the thing is, this is, this isn't like, uh, the specific cigarette it's on all cigarette boxes is a warning. Yes. The warning is how the mental state, uh, claims a position. So we have that story of the lion and the sheep, famous one, where a young lion gets orphaned, the mother gets killed, young lion really doesn't know what it is or anything, ends up uh, joining a herd of sheep, starts living like a sheep, uh, tries to be the best sheep it could be, tries to keep away from eating other sheep, and has a certain strange tendency wanting to do that, doesn't understand why, uh, has babies with a sheep, they look pretty strange, but they just rationalize it away. And then one day an old lion shows up in the, in the savannah and chases the herd. He sees a, the young lion running away, running, and he thinks he's joining the hunt, but he realizes it's running with the sheep. So he veers off, tackles the young lion, young lion, and then the young lion rolls on its back and says, please, Mr. Lion, uh, don't eat me. I'm just a humble sheep. The old lion's sort of perplexed, but just grabs the young lion, drags it over to the water hole, sticks both of the heads over it. The young lion sees the reflections and sort of gets it. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was thinking it was a sheep for 20 years or five seconds, the immediacy of the recognition didn't take any time at all. Yeah, bamo. All the seeming being a sheep uh, and all the desires to be something other than a sheep, all of that was seen as a misunderstanding completely. Yes. What happens though, when the old lion takes off, he's done its job, he's shown its reflection to the young lion, he splits, the young lion starts walking away from the water hole and the mental state kicks in and claims the event to be an experience the sheep had. Yeah. And now that revelation just gets claimed like everything else. 
and when it's claimed, it's put into the puzzle that fits the idea of being the sheep. Yeah. And there's a real belief that all the lion would need is that one second. And that's true. But how it's going to extend in time and space may be more based on the understanding of the warning than the revelation of being a lion, because you already are one. You always have been one and you always will be one. But the idea that seems so strong, this sense of being the sheep, seems to be able to override that sense of being the lion. Yes? Even after there's been a revelation that you're a lion, maybe in an hour, maybe in a day, maybe in a couple of days, there's a slipping into that glove again, seemingly, of being the sheep. And so to me, I don't care if it's devotional or whatever, you need a warning to recognize we're not talking about having it sustain itself in the absolute. It's all there is. We're talking about how it can sustain itself in the dreaming where it can seem not to be so. And how I feel that gets sustained and extended is by recognizing what you're not. Yeah, having a clear understanding of how or what produces this sense of sheep. Yeah, not from the sheep, but from the lion. So you see what you're not, not from what you're not. You see what you're not from what you are. So this understanding, being ourselves reality, is the premise or the basis of all the rest of the understandings of non-duality, which, it, which in if you looked at it as a direction, it would be negation, yeah? We're not affirming anything that we're not, we're gonna affirm that by being what, it, what we are. And it's gonna be an affirmation here because we're not gonna try to do it as what we're not. You're gonna see you're not that. And more gets revealed. And then immediately in a sense, it's not like you you become a lion. You've realized you've never been a sheep. Yeah. yeah. Because knowing you're a lion isn't it. It's being a lion. Being a lion, 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 and knowing a lion are different. Yes. Being a lion doesn't need any knowing you're a lion. What it needs is knowing you're not a sheep, yes? Knowing you're a lion while being a lion is redundant, yes? It's unnecessary and it actually can be used in a certain way of disserving, yeah? But knowing what you're not from being a lion, I feel works, yeah? And it doesn't deviate. It's negation, yeah? Because while through negation, the affirming quality that we are, which is being, being, yeah? A present tense condition becomes obvious, not to anyone, but a sense of intimacy, almost like you're in a cloud of presence. And all these ideas, that used to hold so much weight seem completely absurd. The idea that you're out of a moment
moment. So you better start learning how to get into a moment and then try to learn how you can stay in the moment for as long as possible, inevitably always leaving the moment. Yeah. This puts a rest to all that because you realize you can never be out of a moment. So that urge or desire to get into the moment is completely done. Yeah. <clears throat> through it. Yeah. So truly, you stop trying to get out of what you're not in and you stop trying to get into what you're not out of. Yeah. It's that it's just that bizarre. And it follows the story of a bizarre, the sheep and the lion. Yeah. How could a lion ever take itself to be a sheep? Well, when it's when the seeming, if you if there's a, the lion's listening to the head, it's being presupposed to be a sheep. Yeah. You don't, you're never seemingly in the act of being self. All your acts are based on you already are a self, if you listen to the head. And it doesn't leave you with much room. Basically, the one direction is, if it's uncomfortable and not working, try to get out of it, yeah? Which is the perfect lock of the system because self can't get out of self. If you're identified as self and you keep trying to get out of self, that's the, really the big, big, big being in self. That's how. That's it. You're wanting to get out of it. Is is breathes into is breathes life into it, so to speak. Yes. You don't know. It's on life support, and where the support? Where the life support to these ideas? These ideas never draw a breath. They draw off of our breath. Yeah. So yeah. It's like the cigarette warning, you know, this could be hazardous to your health. Yes, well, I don't care what spiritual uniform you wear, yoga pants, a robe, loose, whatever, the mental state, whatever it's brought into contact, it's going to claim. And it's going to use whatever it is, and it could be what you actually are, to reinforce the idea of what you're not. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a guy named Trunkpa Rinpoche? It was an old guy. He was uh, drunk, I think, too. He had, he had a strain of alcoholism. Well, he was uh, a Tibetan guy, came to the West, and he had a very interesting book, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. That was a very good book, I thought. The first, second paragraph in the beginning of it, he says, listen, you, this is what you got to know. You got to know that the ego is going to take advantage of anything, whatever. Yes. So basically, I don't like the term ego because if you hear people speak of it, it sounds like there's a someone who has an ego and then a someone who lost the ego. The someone doesn't seem to get lost when there's a loss of ego. So I would say the sense of self is actually before the idea of ego. So that sense of self, what is it? The sense of self is really the claiming of the I am to imply I am Paul, really. So the sense of being on is now Paul is on, yeah? The sense of being on 
is commandeered to imply it's Paul that's on. And then when Paul is the one that's on, Paul has a huge fear that it can go off, yes? Because it's not in an absolute condition, it's in a dualistic one. So if you can get close to something, you can be far away from something. If you feel like you've achieved something, you feel like you can lose something, yes? You can't escape the currency of this domain. It always has two sides. No matter how many times you cut the, the coin, there's still gonna be two sides, yeah? So if you believe you've achieved an exalted, exalted state, there's a belief in there that believes that you can lose that exalted state. And I've met a lot of people who have played out that drama. They have. They have felt that they were struck with something and then they've lost it. And they, they look around to see what they possibly did to lose something that they actually never found because it's always been available at all times, yes? See, but when it's the self wanting to arrive somewhere, it has to always live in the fear of the opposite, which is departing, yeah? I had this very strong experience when I was at a, a therapeutic retreat in Australia, I think it was 2000. I had no idea about going to this place, just circumstance, circumstances brought me there. And it was under the banner of Rajneesh and everyone there was from Osho and I didn't know anybody, this whole place. And they had a very good techniques of how to induce cathartic events, pretty like with a nice, like a, a nice success rate, so to speak, yes? They had it down. So I was getting induced into cathartic states every day for about six days. And then the sixth day or so, and everyone else was also, I went into one and I was like crying and laughing, was mostly crying and I was kept chanting. And this attracted a lot of the, the people who were running the thing and they thought I was having a great awakening, right? And so they took me out of the whole place. <laughs> I was the first one released from the <laughs> from the school. I graduated coma samlade, whatever. Yeah. So I was yelling, screaming, crying. I can never get back. I can never get back. Like I had lost, left God. You know what I mean? Like that, that eternal longing with guilt and shame for I did something really stupid. I separated from the Godhead. So I'm, I can never get back. And, I, and I'm getting a lot of accolades as they drag me out of the place. I can never get back. And then about a week later, I realized why that was true is because I never left. <laughs> I'm serious. It was one of the biggest Zen bit slaps I had about another kind of logic. And that logic is the great wisdom of no escape. In my view, the great wisdom of no escape is you can't escape from an imaginary place. So your escape is realizing there's no escape. <laughs> so this thing fell upon me, but I got a flavor from that whack. And it started matching a lot of flavors that had been before and came after, yes? And I started sensing a seamlessness of non-duality 
and the invitation of non-duality, at least in my feeling of it. And that is, and the closest person that I had read uh, was Wei Wu Wei, some dude, some Irish dude who used the way, uh, Chinese thing. Uh, and when he presented it as the negative way, it really hit me. You know, I felt, wow, that I, that's exactly how I see it because it's not, the lion isn't important. That's a fact, being ourselves reality. It's seeing the assumed fact that we're sheep from the real fact being ourselves reality instead of looking to become reality as a sheep yeah <laughs> it's it's profoundly different profoundly different and it put an end to a lot of stuff a lot of move mental movement a lot of mental momentum just ran out of gas because i've never spent a second looking for what can't be found <laughs> never anymore it's just been washed out of the programming it's just great it's great. <laughs> now the head hasn't gotten the message and I'm not waiting around for the head to get the message because I don't see it as my head. <laughs> see, <laughs> I don't expect the space helmet to breathe the, the oxygen when I take it off. Yes, when I take off the atmosphere of that space helmet, realizing I can breathe, I'm not going to wait around to try to convince the space helmet it can breathe this new oxygen. Yes, I just I just don't put on, you know, you may see me with a space helmet on, but I'm not I'm not uh, drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak. <laughs> I haven't run into anything that ever did this and keeps doing it. Yeah, I entertain this idea and it's the last idea in this topic I've ever entertained that was the last that was the first one that was ever the last yeah non-duality is the first message that became the last message it was beautiful it is beautiful and it retired me from spiritual seeking you know early retirement with a lot of benefits i didn't lose any benefits from retiring early <laughs> i gained a huge amount a lot of interest and attention left these uh, all enveloping paths and they enriched my day now. Yeah. Yeah. This couldn't have been produced, first of all by this me because i had no idea of it not even close the only way i could think of anything was the way i think of everything yeah which is the problem <laughs> i don't do the thinking but the thinking is quite quite limited yeah it's it's always about it's very vague but it has a great assurance yeah especially when it's preceded by my <laughs> I start thinking my thoughts are far superior to your thoughts. <laughs> and I'm going to continue to listen to my thoughts, and I'm not going to listen to your thoughts.
Yeah. And so now, you know, I was introduced to this idea, I don't know when, but it was a while ago in, in, in time, if you tell it through time. And uh, who would have thunk that this was just, this message was just going to be another stepping stone to a bigger, better that, yeah? It was fantastic, yeah. They're quite different, for sure. So, yep. Uh, there you have it. Paul, you were you were kind of cutting in and out there the last little bit. Oh, that's all right. Okay. You probably heard exactly what you needed to hear, eh? Yeah. Nothing. Anyone have anything they'd like to share or say? If you want to get the message clearer, just play the video, play the video backwards. You'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. David, David has his hand up. David, go for it. David. Thanks, Gary. G'day, Paul. G'day, everybody. I hope everyone's well. Um, I was just that little bit that you said there and a little, like halfway through what you said, where um, to me, I know, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, everything's an image, you know, like um, everything, like it's just a, that you visually see, to me is an image, me, like the, the chair back there, everything. But I, don't, I, I, I sort of get interested in where words come from and it just sort of, I could be barking up the wrong tree here, but the word imagine, does the does the word image does anyone know if the word image comes from imagine or is it just seems like to me that they're they're two related things does that sort of make sense paul i don't know if you sort of get what i'm on about or not well you got image in an image in both words so yeah it makes sense but i don't know yeah. but yeah what what did you do when you were a kid you had a certain amount there was a certain amount of information available because there would blind is already placed and then there would be a lot of imagining yeah but really yeah. the imagining just like when people dreaming they're usually dreaming in bodies of bodies yes yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like, it's there's, like a, there's a lot of room to move in dreaming but it's still framed in a certain way yeah the body That's, yeah there's bodies you see bodies you're going places and shit like that so uh it's it's like when you're a kid and growing up and things get put into your head then but like off um influential people like your mum and dad or whatever and i often think now if um if I, if I sort of grew up thinking that a car was called a pencil you know I'd, I'd um, swear to God to everyone that a car was a pencil by now and uh, probably get put in an asylum or something, you know. I mean, you sort of, it's, it's like, I, I sort of look at this as like you form the, with the, with the, with, when you, when, when I have the foggy glasses on, I call them, I, I, and, and I think I did for years, 
your form, your practice. We as humans, I think, practice everything. Like everything's a practiced habit. And um, that, that, that can be good or bad sort of thing. And it's, this is to, sort of to me, I know you're not, like with the non-duality, you're not doing anything. So I, I don't seem to practice it anymore. It's not a thing I practice. It, it, I just know it sort of thing, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But remember, just the message is, you know, you're not the action figure. So no. the stuff that was happening when you're four years old wasn't doing, wasn't happening to you and you weren't doing it. You, yeah. You've never been a thing. So basically, I sense the only knowledge in a way that's valuable is the knowledge of what we're not. Yeah, because what's knowing can't be known. Yeah. So you can't conceptualize it. You can, but you can't capture it with name and form and stuff like that. So why not just look at what we can understand and see where that takes us? Because trying to understand the, you know, incomprehensible is a, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're only going to get your understanding, even if you're waiting for its understanding. Its understanding can't be gotten through your understanding. It doesn't work. Yeah. There's a losing interest in your understanding and then maybe shit downloads. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's not, it's not like what, what downloads is now studied by your old understanding. No, it's, yeah. it's because that will neuter it. It's just, that's what it is. You know, if you look at some, it's just like we say about, you hear about a great party, but when you get there, it sucks. Yeah. So this is what happens. We give everything all the meaning it has. Not me, what I am, but this action figure, this programming, right? So yeah. whatever we greet, we give it a name. Yeah. We're not waiting for it to tell us about it. We tell, we make a name for it already. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, it happens so quick. I don't believe there's a, a quick enough process to beat that process. Just like the sense of being Paul, well, the sense of being the I am obviously is being used to imply there's another process, Paul. I don't see uh, how you're going to beat that process with a process. I just don't see it. So there's just telling the truth the best you can, or just seeing, you know, awareness is a, is an, is a sense of seeing, seeing, and uh, it's not bringing it closer or pushing it away or trying to make it something. You just see it and then see what happens. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, um, You can see from I am the manufacturing of Paul. You can see it because you are of I am. You're not of Paul. You believe you're in Paul, but you're not of Paul. You're of I am. If you, we're using that terminology out of Hinduism and stuff. I am, yes, the onness that doesn't have an off switch, just there before all thought and all cognizing and all this and that, there's nothing or everything, yeah? 
and you have that experience, sometimes you get a whack in recovery, we call it a pause, P-A-U-S-E, where the activity of the head stops, yet something continues, yeah? So that which was, which was seemingly losing itself by watching the head, now there's just seeing nothing because the head has stopped. And there you are, there's a free sample. Yeah, yeah. I, I, start, I sort of get that, what, what you're saying. It's like, I, it, for me, it's like, uh, for what I am, it's, I, I, I can see something here. Uh, this is how I describe it, but I can't, I can't describe, it, describe it. It's just, it's, it's a feeling I can see something here that sees this and 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 like and yeah. like and and the small mind but someone said to me describe that all i can say is i see and feel something here like behind me but that, that's as much as i can describe it i, I don't know what it yeah, is yeah that's all you that's not yeah it's not necessary because you are it what 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 tweaks that desire to describe it is from what you're not yeah yeah yeah. What you not wants to wants to again be have the primary position and of describing that you you lose interest in all of that, and then that's where, like, I don't know, I can't, I'll humbly attempt to give my idea into things Ramana Maharshi said, but he would say about the inquiry of self is it's that's not the point it's the point is is when there's there's the obviousness of being ourselves reality there's no need to describe or ask who is that at that point you just rest there yeah and if the head gets a little agitated and it feels like it's moved you then you can ask well who got moved or something so that you can cut the the length of time you're on the trains of selfing yes and then always when you get brought back to the station it's it's as if you've never left so there's that sense of i amness and after a while all the imagining of going and getting disconnected and feeling far away from it doesn't have the magic wand like it used to and you're rooted in the station yes so yes yeah, exactly. you just abide the time because everything is finitely fizzling out like a like one of those little funky cheap things you get the sparklers in July 4th yeah they don't last long they throw out they throw off some light and then that's that's that yeah so it, the funny uh, thing is is when the head presents the story of you it says it's a historical one it says you've been a you and it also says you're going to be a you yeah yeah that touching on that Paul it happens to me all the time now, but I definitely, to me, I cannot remember half the stuff I remembered six months ago, like like from a past. And sometimes now, when I'm, it happens a fair a lot. When I'm when I go to tell a story of my past to someone, I'll get I'll get a sentence into it and go blank, yeah. <laughs> like, and and I sort of say, oh, sorry about that. I can't, I can't tell the rest of that story, you know, and it's a fan. I love the feeling. Like it's, yeah. it's a, it's a ripper feeling, you know? Yeah. Did you guys have etch-a-sketches there in Australia growing up? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, with the little thing with you make all these lines and then you just shake it and they all go away. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what your head starts to become. <laughs> but it's lines going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't even you have no interest in trying to make sense of it. <laughs> you just enjoy going to sleep and then it's all shook up. <laughs> I wish I knew what that meant. It didn't mean shit. No. So just one more thing, so I don't I've taken up way too much time. I don't know if it, it, it's every, everyone's the same, but the um, the oldest memory I do have, and I still have this one, I won't say what it was, it wasn't a bad memory, is I was about four and a half years old. And that, that That's the oldest memory I've got. I can't yeah. think, even if I tried to, which I don't want to anymore, to think of any memories before that, there's none. But I was alive for four and a half years, obviously, like as this. But what's your spin on that? I suppose you've already said what your spin on that is, really. Yeah. Do you ever see the movie Moon? No, I saw Man on the Moon. Like the no, Moon. I recommend no, I, it. I moon I, is a very, it's a very good. Uh, symbolic movie about uh how that which is being uh infused with programming takes the programming incredibly seriously ah. so yeah. this guy who's he's working on this at this point in in earth's history they found an incredible mineral on the moon that fires all the technology on the earth. So they have these huge farms on the moon and it's all machines. So there's only one person that has to work it and they just harvest this stuff. So this guy is there, he's, gone, he's been working there for five years. He's got five more days left. He's a Boston Red Sox fan. He's got a wife and two kids. He's got pictures of them in his off, you know, where he sits. And he's really excited about going back to Earth, yes? And then there's a little glitch occurs and he finds uh, in one of these uh, stations, exterior stations, he finds someone in a space suit, like the one he's wearing. Never seen anyone else here. He picks the thing up and he sees inside and it's him. It's looking just like him. And so he get brings it back to the station and the other him wakes up and starts telling him the news. <laughs> <laughs> You're not from Boston. <laughs> you don't have two kids. You don't have this and you've been here for 30 something years and you're not getting off in five days. <laughs> and so you would think, you know, the guy is like a perfect evidence and he's telling them all the other evidence and you would think the evidence would get through, but the evidence doesn't get through to the clone because it's claimed by the human programming. So the human takes great offense at his in implying that he's a clone. So the guy says, all right, come on downstairs. And there's like 2000 of them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and now it's sitting. It's like in, there's no way, no idea of arguing. But of course, the, the human programming 
overrides the evidence because that's what it's supposed to do. Yes, because they came up with the clone will work better if it feels like it's getting off of work five days from now and it has a meaning to do a good job and all this. And so they programmed it to feel like it was a human to get more production out of it, basically. And the dilemma is it's not there's not enough evidence to realize you're a clone. It's he's he's trying to realize he's a clone by the human programming. Yeah. yeah. And it's un, it just doesn't fucking equate. It just it doesn't get it. So the whole point really is to see. Yeah. To see the human programming instead of having the human programming looking for some reason why it's the clone. Just see the human programming. Yeah. And this yeah. is the message of, I feel, these, these, these Zooms here. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> so all these memories that you seem to have, or we have, when are they happening now? Yes? Yeah. Has anything in the past ever really happened in the past? It only happens to us now when it's thought about or felt or remembered. Yes? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that there's no possible way. I, I, I have these little jokes to myself. There's no possible way I can be there ever. Like, it's, it's nice to know. Like, you, can't, you can't be there. You can say you're going there, but once you take a step to there into the next room, you're here. You know? yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. You can never escape the basic uh, frame, which is here now. Yeah. <laughs> The mental state likes to believe it could be different. So it yeah. obsesses over what's not happening, which is past and future. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we feel, don't you, you don't think that. Uh, yeah. See, the human programming has a terrible idea of what it would be like a clone. Or what the human program has this terrible idea what it would be like to be nothing. But man, it may be sorely mistaken. (laughs) So this is what happens. That's why we have the story of the skin and the snake. Because the the same event can be seen from two different points of view. One, it's hallelujah. The other is Armageddon. Yes. And there's no convincing the one point of view that it's not the only point of view. <laughs> so you might as well just see that from what you are instead of trying to use that to find what you are. Because what you're not wants to be what you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Even concerning <laughs> what you are. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that? Uh, I'm into movies tonight. So there's a very famous movie, Solaris, a uh, Russian one, not the, it was a remake with, uh, with some dude, I forgot his name, but it was the Solaris, the Russian one is very trippy because there's a, there was a, a space trip and they have a, like a, a, a space station and basically they discovered consciousness you know another consciousness but it was a planet yeah 
And because it wasn't like them, it wasn't a thing or a person, over the years, there was a complete loss of interest <laughs> that they had this wonderful thing because it's the constant, it's a planet. Yeah. It's like if Earth was conscious, which some people believe it is. So the only people who were staying in the, in the, uh, in the lab, they sent up a psychiatrist to see why they weren't coming back. And so the psychiatrist gets there and he starts having hallucinations or seeming stuff. Now, the, the, the planet was trying to get through to this, this human consciousness that was terribly seemingly defined as human consciousness is the only consciousness. So it was, ma- it was making the humans' dreams come true. So one of the people, scientists, lost a son. Now the son was in his life and shit. And it was all this thing. But no, all the humans lost complete interest because it wasn't another thing that they met. (laughs) Like an alien should actually have two legs and two arms and maybe have bigger eyes than we have. (laughs) But when they ran into a whole planet, they were just, ah, fuck it, you know? (laughs) You're never going to arrive at where you are. First of all, you can't, you're there. But you're never going to arrive where you are through the auspices of what you're not, except by seeing it as completely failed. Seriously, I'm humbly sticking my neck out, but I'm telling you, yeah. It's yeah, it's beautiful. I spent a lot of years failing, like like fuck, and it's laughable now. I laugh at it. It makes me feel good that I do. I I know it, but it did exactly right. It, it everything led me to here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, and obviously you're seeing the activities that support what you're not all day. I mean, you're listening. Some of us listen to it. Some of us hopefully just hear it. But it's a constantly readily available to know, to have an understanding of. And yet, instead of trying to think I'm I'm getting to know me much better. No, you're getting to know what you're not much better. That's the point. Yeah. 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 We're that we're the living book. We're like a manual. Yeah? yeah. That if you read it with a different intention, it will show you the true success is failure. Yeah. The system has is is built to fail. Yeah. Because it's built to support itself. Yeah. So yeah. that mental state, uh when it starts to die, or seemingly it's afraid of dying, it has us believe in we're afraid of dying. See, this is the insanity. Yeah. 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 And so then we're so afraid of dying, we don't spend any time living. Yeah. And yet if someone's really living, it's, he's not, they're not afraid of dying, usually. Yeah. 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 But their head is so afraid of dying, it says you can't live. <laughs> It was great. In my opinion, <laughs> That's insanity to me. Yeah. In my opinion, there was great examples of that, at least, I suppose, all over the world, but at least here in Victoria during all that coronavirus period, there was great, fantastic examples of that. Yeah. Any, so, anyway, I'll, thanks, Oops, Paul, because yeah. I've taken up heaps of yeah. time. Okay. Just a simple invitation. It can be repeated, though. A lot, because it's not like a thesis. It's an invitation. Yeah? Yeah. Cool, cool. 
Paul, there's like three people that want to talk. There's three people that want to talk. All right, go ahead. Philip, Cody, and then Bruce. Yeah, go ahead, whoever. Hi, Paul. Hey. Um, I haven't been here for quite a while, and I realize how much I miss just being alive here. It's this kind of sense of community, which I think you talked about the other day. Um, I, I, for the first time, I, I had a look at one of your videos in, in the 12 step arena, which I, I kind of hadn't approached because I, I don't consider myself an addict, you know, and um, with, which is kind of like very, uh, a little bit arrogant, I guess. But uh, it's interesting, I, I, I kind of, I found it incredibly direct and incredibly accessible, um, what you were saying there, particularly um, in relation to um, the 12 step idea of, of, of inventory, you know, of, of going back and, and looking at, at thing, past resentments and, and grievances. And I tried that and, and I, I realized um, you, you say that, that in that in that process of um, inventory, you, you realize how much of the things that, that you hold on as resentful, um, actually how much participation you had in the actual event itself or the, or the, the actual experience. Like your and, role in things, yeah. Yeah, and I found and that insightful and quite quite disturbing in a way because it, it made me realize there was one thing that I've been holding on for so many years and and I realized wow you know by looking at it that way you know rather than seeing it as someone doing something to me the agreements is all one way I realized my role as self in that you know and it's it was it was mind-blowing for me it, it kind of like opened up so much Great. A perspective. It's like a, a drop from my head into my heart about it, you know. And it was something opened up. It was it was quite 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 profound. And um, I just wanted to share that with you. That just that simple, direct, um, I guess, gesture of, of, of that inventory allowed me to, to see my role in, in in something that I'd always hung on to with great righteousness you know and yes. um, you know this is mine and this this person did this to me and the person is now dead so i can't even go to them and and and, and scream at them so but but um it was just yeah it was just amazing i just wanted to share that with you that um it, it just opened up so much for me uh, it gave me that perspective of that and gave us a lot of space around it you know dwelling like dwelling in the heart as opposed to the head has so many ideas about about that event and and, and it's fest, been festering for so many years you know and um yes, i do, I do know great yeah. relief to see it that way in a different light you know yes yeah well if you look at it let's say you make decisions based on this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the long lasting, independent, separate entity, right? There's a decision based on that. Yeah. So then it produces consequences that maybe you feel uh, you don't deserve. So then it cooks up a resentment and stuff. And so now it's them, it's 
either a single person, them or the world, you know, goes on and on, but it always goes one direction. So seeing this in recovery, you got to turn that, that horse around and you got to look at your role in things. Yes. Because, Mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing, when you look at your role in things, you'll see something else's role in things. I would say the selfing, yes, this mental activity that's running around, uh, implying it's you and all this stuff. And basically, uh, you end up holding all the bags, yes. So Mm. when you're constantly uh, paying attention to how everything from outside of you is affecting you, you don't see the real where the causal is, yes. So yeah. when you look at your role, you'll see something else's role. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the beauty of it. Because then instead of constantly living in houses you don't want to admit you built that suck and you're paying too much money, you see the blueprints. Yeah. So that you, you don't have to move in for, uh, any for, any more into these houses. It's yeah. ironic you say that because it wasn't actually a build. I was, was a building I designed and built for this person, so it was actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, <laughs> and that's always a trippy thing because yeah. I remember I'll be talking about someone, and I'll, I'll look at the person and say Steve, and that's the person's name, <laughs> and I, I just made up the name Steve. I did, and you know you'll be uh you'll go to. Uh, ayahuasca in peru and you'll get a serpent tattoo and you'll write books and then the guy comes up he's got a serpent tattoo he writes books and he does ayahuasca it's sort of funny and they i have i have no idea it's going on but something can read the can read the uh room well (laughs) it's good i'm happy that uh the point is how are you gonna yeah yeah whatever well see we're in a diametrically strange position because there's a presentation of life based on what we're not yeah and then there's the and there's then there's what we are which provides all the lighting all the space all the animation everything yeah and somehow or another sort of like the used to use the example of this incredibly big camera that's uh, you know got 360 degree surround sound panoramic view super high quality and then it's it's got a mobile tripod and it's walking around and it sees this little camera a little cardboard one that you throw away after you take the pictures as a plastic lens you can just you point and hope can't really see anything clearly so when this big camera looks through the small camera, some, something seemingly happens, which is it forgets itself and takes itself to be the small camera now. Yeah. Mm. And now taking itself to be the small camera, one thing becomes an impossibility. It can never get out of the small camera. Yes, because there's an identification as the small camera. Yes. So now all those potentialities of the large camera are not being accessed because you're living 
under the rules and, and guidelines of this programmable story. I'm the small camera. So what happens? The small camera says, I've got to improve my, myself because I'm not seeing much. So it saves a lot of money and buys like a $5,000 Nikon lens and it puts it on the plastic lens. It doesn't fucking change anything because the primary lens, the first lens is the plastic lens. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. improving the large camera as the small camera doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. So what happens? Someone comes in, sees the situation, does not see the large camera as the brownie camera, talks mm. directly to the large camera as the large camera and informs them, hey, you don't have to keep looking through that small camera. Yeah. The person, the large camera hears the message. It doesn't have to go through any operations to be separated from the small camera. It never lost its large camera ness, nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just an identification, an activity of being identified as something that it wasn't. Once yeah. he got the message, it was very clear. It pulled right away. And now, that same camera that was looking through and as the small camera now sees the mm -hmm. small camera. Yes. Sees it. Yeah. Clear as day. Yes. Now let's say what happens. The dreaming whips up again. And now you're suddenly the large camera is, is suddenly and as if it's always still looking through the small camera. But now there's something that's available to it. It knows it's not the small camera. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So the hand can be in a glove and still know it's a hand. Yes. Mm. So it's not I've got to stay out of every glove. No, yeah. you can live quite well in the dreaming of being a glove as the hand. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So still things still go on, but but in this new this new kind of point of perspective, this new. Yeah. Um, almost a, there's a humility that comes with that as well you know yes yeah because it's not you you didn't do it and therefore you can't undo it which is mm. beautiful mm. yes yeah wow thanks yeah i i um I, I just realized how much the righteousness drives and protects the, the self you know in that regard because you you were always right, right telling you constantly you you're never wrong about it you know and 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 you, you're yeah. just doing this and, and like you said about resentment in in the 12 steps that it's where does it lead you it leads you down into the into the depths of nowhere nowhere land you know well yeah you get to be alone and right yeah yeah exactly alone and right exactly yeah. Yeah. that's the that's the big prize yeah yeah <laughs> i'll show them Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thank Paul. You. Nice to see you again. Yes. Thank you, yeah. Phil. Thank you. Thank you, um, Cody. Cody, and then uh, Bruce. Cody. All right. How are Hi. you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um. Thanks for for that, uh, Philip. I actually um I really resonate with that a lot. Um something you said uh, in the context of recovery um uh like knowing that you're accountable for 
your actions, but not responsible. I yeah, remember absolutely. hearing that. Um, yeah, and that was really useful. And also the, um, the bit you have about the, the cordyceps um, mushroom and the ant. Yes, the yeah. ant. Yeah. Yeah, that really cleared up a lot, a lot for me. Yeah. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't get that space. Like, the, see uh, the thing is that cordyceps and the ant uh, is so much more amplified if the ant is running on self-centeredness. <laughs> because then the ant covers all the, the mushrooms tracks by claiming to be the one doing everything. Yeah. So actually, we're a, an easier target for a parasitical movement than the ant is really. Because <laughs> we'll as as we're going to the mushrooms destination, we'll be saying, I love we'll be claiming to be the one that's doing it all. <laughs> Even when the mushroom pops out of the head. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably believe you grew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Self-centeredness is incredible, really. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, people are afraid of being led. They're wearing blinders already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more about that, the parasites in nature. There's a, I haven't gotten any new information lately, but someone, the last one was about this thing they call toxo. That, that's its like nickname. And it's in a lot of mammals. And a lot of mammals, it's in like 20% of people, but it's dormant. Yeah. But just like everything else in this appearance, it has an imperative and that's to produce, reproduce. Yeah. And it has trouble because it, it does very, very specific location where it can reproduce and that's in the belly of a cat. Yeah. Now that's a challenge. So it finds itself in some animal and it's got to get to that cat belly. How the hell is it going to do it? So it jacks into the animal's head and it tells the animal, to make itself very attractive to cats. <laughs> so, so the cat will eat the animal and then it gets into the belly. And then w one of the days the cat shits, it shits out its progeny. Yeah. So it's succeeded because of that parasitical movement. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea of that could never happen to us is, is, a, is a thought that's placed in the taking over system. <laughs> it's a shield to any investigation. <laughs> this isn't about not being taken over. It's just not being the one that got taken over. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah, it's the one that got taken over when it hears that doesn't want to be taken over. When you hear it from what what has never been taken over, it's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, it gives you uh, 
a clearer understanding of the mental activities. Yeah, I think the parasitical nature in in you know in the world of nature is quite applicable to the mental state, the mental processes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a beautiful. Yeah, it blew my mind because the cordyceps they have a lot of different versions. Supposedly, they all target different insects. It's not just ants. Other cordyceps target another, like a grasshopper. Or something. I didn't want to get wow. too much in your bathroom. Yeah, okay. thanks. Can you knock that out? Thanks. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Yeah, yeah it's so. interesting. Um, it's interesting how, like in our case, like something like alcohol um like strengthens that bondage of self too it's yeah really for sure because it's like fuel it's sort of like it's like it's workout regimen is nutritional so it has to feed it has to have us do shit you know like you ever hear of shamanism you know some shamanistic views is that there are things that are feeding on us or this event yes energies or something non-organic entities and they feed off of like drama or hate or shit like that so they have to induce or they got to make that product up and it's through us that it hate gets made up and divisiveness and shit and then they feed off of that so we're like herd animals <laughs> And of course we're not, which is the good news. Yeah. So uh, I've always been intrigued by that because I had a very strange, with alcoholism, it was very obvious in like a, a fucking gut level that something had taken this over. It was very clear, I, you know, like a lot of people who have been addicted and stuff will call it like a possession or some demonic thing it's it captures the feeling like something takes over the system and just uses it for transportation really and then you get hold it, left holding the bag because all your consequences will be dealt in rome as the romans do so you'll be seen to be the one who did it <laughs> uh, all that stuff i like because of it's i'm not that because that was the pivotal move in 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 the head in recovery when I saw that which who had defeated me was not me, the possibility of being free from it became readily available, mm -hmm. and the only possibility I had to, about freedom was as it yeah, so mm -hmm. I was my seeking freedom was an aspect of bondage of self because I was bound to a self through the seeking of, of freedom from that self or as that self, yeah? I hadn't, when you're identified, you can't see it's not you. So all of your way you hold things and discuss or entertain possibilities, it's included. And that's the failure of the whole thing, yes? When you see that it's not you, there's a possibility that becomes available that's not available to that thing that's not you yeah self can't get out of self yeah it's beautiful really so hopefully with the satsang that same point is being uh hammered in 
because we're not giving another method of getting out. We're entertaining, are you that which is in? I just don't believe we are. So if that's the case, all bets are off. All those strategies of getting out and hoping in the future I'll get out or remembering I was once out, all that goes, all that energy that's wasted and all that activity now enriches your day because you're here, yeah? And you realize you're not out of a moment. You're not trying to get into it. A lot of things stop. And it's basically a lot of wind that was blowing all which way is brought back here. And it's to me is the sense of presence, really. I think the sense of presence is uh, non-directed interest and attention, really. It's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Nice to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Thank you. Thanks, Cody. <clears throat> Next up is Bruce. Okay, just going to take my hand down. All right. Hi, everyone. Hi, Paul. Hey, Bruce. Yeah, wow. Everything that's being talked about from the get-go, the imaging. Um, I remember Z, you know, the member. Yes. Um, and Nisargadatta, when it was the, we were prior to I, and the, the other prior to consciousness, that myopic, that little camera, the eye, whenever that eye seeing through, seeing through the eye, and you mentioned the image you have of your mother, um, or seeing the emperor with no clothes, and then <laughs> left, left with an image. And, you know, with the not me, there's, there's no know my role because you know I got this stuff going on too um and I would never identify as an alcoholic I would perhaps identify as alcoholic or as a member of you know um so the body or the the veil of human conditioning the, the body seeing the the emperor with no clothes but you know what's the emperor with no body um, so, you know, back to being a child, I guess that's why, you know, I don't have memories in the same way of consciousness or, you know, the identity of I, you know, before that took hold, um, yes, it was like a wipeout. Well, they but I did they a... weren't needed. See, then memories weren't needed then because there was no one that needed to be remembered. Okay. The idea of you became important, and then you, which isn't here, has to be remembered to seem to be here. So then memory mm -hmm. in to keep being, so it's a constant reinforcement. See, if, you're, if there's an idea that you're the doer, and every time that idea that you're the doer kicks off, and it's accompanied by a picture of you as a body, then you are the doer, and you as a body is the doer. So it combines it. Yes. So you're remembered. Yeah. And it separate it separates me from you. And so identified as me, I'm separate from you, as if space yeah. can separate any of us. <laughs> so I'm um, with before break before that breakthrough. 
a mental breakthrough, I'll call it, refer to it as. Um, yeah, I, I felt um, still kind of caught up. Um, I didn't have that, the, you know, that clear with the veil lifted, you know, as you're pointing to. So that was uh, until that, you know, it was a verification for me because I had never heard anyone talk like that. I had enough, you know, from my experience to know that I wasn't, you know, the, the, the human conditioning and I, there was no separation, but that's, a, you know, uh, not knowing what was prior to that. So knowing this, it's seeing it from what, not what I am. Yes. Um, so I'm just seeing, I'm seeing, just seeing, just, there's just seeing of what I'm not. Yeah. Or, or that I am not. It's such a big, it just flips everything. Boom, gone. And yes. the habituate, you know, the habituating or the reconditioning, I don't know what it is. I don't, you know, I'm just throwing it, I'm just trying to throw, throw it out and, you know, be as honest as I can. That's all. You're doing a good job, Bruce. Yes. It's like, you know, like you got, you all, um, it has you to all be light the way. Hmm? You're all lighting the way for me, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, you're a part of that light. So, yes. Yeah, it's a lovely event on a, what is it, a Wednesday night here. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's good to see, even just to have an understanding, because the understanding, uh, the seeing is already there. The need of an understanding is just to uh, point out the misunderstandings. And then the obvious takes hold. And when the obvious takes hold, the message of non-duality may become the last answer for you because it takes the need for any other answer. Yes, it's sort of like that. Yeah, so. And it removes the one that has any questions. <laughs> yeah, but we don't, idea, that to happen idea, we don't want that to happen immediately or we may not have a Zoom, so yeah. Well, um, and at my age and, and, you know, the white light and all, you know, I've pretty much been exposed to everything and I was still left with nil. Yeah. And, at, and, no, and at 68 and no, and of all those that pass in the program, I don't know of anyone that has had the, you know, that shares whatever this is um, before they passed. And, you know, like you say, I don't know, like a motive for sharing, you know, and the hope that perhaps others may, you know, may catch a glimpse uh, too before they pass in the, in this form. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it's happening already. We've already, we've all completely been successful. This is all just gravy. Yeah. What we're hoping to happen is already so. It's just uh, the way it goes. So, Whatever, whatever compulsion moved this body to share, it's been, it's already completed the mission, you know, 
I'll pass away and there'll be YouTubes and all of us will be there and we'll be sharing something that's will be readily available right then and there without and so, or with all of us. Yes. So there. And so it's like for me, then it would be like a, a wearing uh, like, you know, like the emperor wearing a body, you know, like you, you referred to the blackout and then there's like sleepwalking. I mean, uh, there's no eye consciousness and I know there was, uh, I, I call it unconscious awareness, you know, the deep sleep and, you know, that this is just a waking dream, you know, that's, uh, but it, it's not something that I, that I talk about with anyone else. Um, but that's uh, it was nice. Wise. Well, it was nice to know that it was mentioned, you know, Z, and that you mentioned, you know, the idea, the idea of Nisargadatta. So that will stay with me. You know, well, I'm happy you said uh, Z because Z was uh, a close friend to Amelia and I. He passed away a couple months ago. So, yeah. And Z was a big fan of Nizagadatta. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. People were at the end when he was passing away. They, Some of our friends were reading quotes from I am that to him. Smile <laughs> on his face. So he was. Uh, Nice. It was ushered nice. out by uh, the echo of Nizagadatta Maharaj. Yeah. Am ameliorated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's beautiful. Uh, that's a beautiful image getting there and, you know, sharing that with him. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. So he's, you know, as he lives on. Yes. Z. All right. Anyone else, Kerry? Don't see any hands right now, Paul. What's the time, you know? Well, yeah, it's uh, 15 after. Let's say goodbye. Eh? It's a nice. <clears throat> yeah. So let's uh, I see the where's well, Kerry, thanks again for jumping into the the breach here. Yes, did a great job as always. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for your friendship also. Paul H. Yes. Walter from the Netherlands. Always a pleasure. We got Phil. Phil from Brisbane. Yes. Hey, Thanks so much. You're welcome. Stuart. Yes. From down under. Robert from New Zealand. Always a pleasure to see Rob. Thank you. Gary from Placerville. Yeah. Gary's starting to look otherworldly. It's good. I like it. So like uh, the last frame in a horror movie. That's pretty cool. <laughs> With the laugh. That's pretty good. We got David from down under. Yes. I always love to see the Oz contingency. Yes. I'm an Aussie at heart, really. Yeah. Cody, nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for your donations. Anu, thank you for everything. Hon. Yes. Mia, there she is. Nice to see you. We got Kenneth from Vancouver. Linda, thank you for your donation, Linda. You're looking very spry and yes. Yeah. 
We got Craig May, another ASEAN. Nice to see you, Craig. William, yeah, Craig shares uh, echo through the meetings. It's nice. William, nice to see you. Thank you. We got Bruce. Always a pleasure, Bruce. Susanna W. Yes. Who would have thought we'd be meeting like this? Yes. We got Matthew. Matthew looks like the Shroud of Turin. <laughs> I almost was, Paul. I almost was. <laughs> yeah, remember, you ever see that with the, the little... <laughs> I thought I was seeing a, a semblance of Jesus. No. All right, Matthew. Feeling all right? A little better? Yeah. One day at a time, I'm getting better, Paul. Thank you. Good. Well, you're, you got the power of the community here so thank you paul yeah we've got tej there he is i haven't had the uh pleasure of seeing him live but uh, that's all right nice to see you tej maybe this saturday paul <laughs> yeah we'll be there saturday yep i hope to i hope you do come over for coffee sherry oh, yeah sherry there she is nice to see you yep uh let's see we've got uh we've ran into these dudes already we got jack jack uh p i think nice to see you jack yeah this is the way I, this is when i used to have to see my uh probation officer i sat the same way J jack is i wouldn't look at him in the straight in the eye so he'd be talking at my head like this because I was afraid he'd see my pupils and know I was loaded. Yes, that was weird. <laughs> Stefan, on having never left. I think he knew I was loaded anyway, probably. But we got Nina, as always. Nina, you're going to be very well taken care of in Italy. Yes, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. No matter what goes on, you'll definitely have a good cappuccino, no matter what. Yeah? A little shot of espresso, glass of water. You'll be as good as new. We got Michael Stacy. Michael Stacy. Always a pleasure. Yep. Kathleen. Susan K. My latte lady. Uh, Amelia. She's on on the uh, the young Buddha uh, raft. So I like that uh let's see i think that's it hey michael i'll see you tomorrow i think at the recovery thing hey everyone uh we are going to go to mexico we're just waiting for the info to sh send up we're going to be there october 16th i think i don't know when but in the middle of october pretty sure i better buy the ticket soon i think but yeah once we get the info and uh we'll put it up and uh yeah see you guys soon have a Thanks, good night Paul. matthew, matthew 